Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley Harley Davidson, Early Motorcycle Tires Australia, and TCX Boots. We've just worked out three or four years basically as they roll since you've been here. Cha- life's changed an awful lot, mate. Um, for the goods, um, yeah, welcome, mate. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Geez, I, I didn't realise it had been that long. I've had a lot going on there, a couple of kids and COVID and a couple of stacks and another championship. It's been it's been a roller coaster, but mostly good. Mate, it certainly has. You know, we 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 sort of just sitting here and um, like I've got the memory cards full. Um, I've got battery packs full because. Like you like to chat, and we sort of introduced each other to ourselves to each other last time you were here. We've chatted a lot since, and now sitting here again, it's like, uh, man, you have changed so much in that time. Like, uh, as in what you do, how you probably approach things. Um, how, how's it been? How's life been in that time, mate? Uh, it's been like a lot of lot of learning. You learn a lot about yourself when you know get, we go through. Everyone went through COVID. Yep. That was a bit of an adjustment for everyone. Life can just stop really quickly. And then, um, yeah, then I had a, a big crash in, in Darwin that sort of put a, another stop to, you know, potentially my career. And um, a couple of kids as well as that. And, yeah, just your outlook on life changes a lot and your approach changes a lot. And I've definitely learned a lot in that time. And, and as far as a motorbike rider, I'm, I'm better for it for sure. Like, uh, it's not as easy as it was to physically put the leg over the bike, yep. but I'm still able to do it um, the way I want to do it. And I've learned, I've learned a lot as far as how to ride a motorbike and set a bike up and make, make life a bit easier for me. I had a bit of a, a bullish sort of mentality probably going into that, that time where we, yep. we chatted last time, really. Um, just get the job done and, and didn't really seem to care too much about what was around me and how the bike yep. was, I just try and go and get it done. But yeah, things change a lot. Mate, it, it, yeah, it certainly seemed like that. And you sort of said about the COVID thing, like um, we, we, we were just into it at that point. Like it was probably April, May, like it had only been sort of eight weeks in. We had, we just sort of, yeah, this will be good. We'll go racing again soon. And then you're talking about, you know, that we finished that season off with a double header at Wakefield. Like yeah. who would have thought that that would be a thing? Um, oh, yeah. You know, looking at that sort of thing, it's it's, it's been insane, hasn't it? When you look at that ride, yeah. At that at that time, I just just gone and bought my first Sony PlayStation and thought, how good is this? I get a few, get a month at home to play online games with my mates, and then all of a sudden, it just goes on and on and on. And even into the year after, really, yep. there was a bit of it was touch and go there a bit. So for sure. So Troy Herfos does play on the PlayStation, or did for like four oh, weeks? Oh yeah, I was terrible. Like <laughs> I, all my mates were playing like a you know a first person shooter game and. I got into it and, geez, yep. it was another world. I didn't realise how cool it was to play online, but I definitely missed the boat. At 30, 30 whatever, 32, I felt like it was a bit wrong playing that age, but worked out quickly that the whole world's playing them, but yeah. I was a long way behind. Man, I, I did this. I did much the same thing. I, I don't, I'm not really a gamer, but if I do play it, it's one place where I, it's sort of like riding a bike. It's all you can think of at that time, yeah. which is actually kind of a good thing. And uh, I bought one of those first-person shooters and a PlayStation while Cobra was on. And uh, I would walk like a meter and get killed as soon as yeah. I went online. What were you playing? I played one of the Call of Duties. Yeah, me too. I'm not sure what one it was. Yeah, I just remember. But I couldn't just, do it. Like, I just loved it. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But like the level, it's like jumping into like MotoGP. Yeah. Like <laughs> you come from like riding a peewee into that. Like I'd walk a meter and someone would just drop me. Yeah. Like, yeah, my last experience was of a shooting game was um, – <laughs> Nintendo 64, like Golden Goldeneye, <laughs> which is what mid 90s. I'd have to be, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when um, 
yeah, McGrath was sealing championships. We'll yeah. probably playing that. So. Yeah, we're playing that as well. Hey, that's a um, yeah, that's a different way of of being. Um, Honda, you're obviously a big proponent for Honda for a long time, um, ten years in fact. The yeah. last stint. Uh, tell us about the ride. Ah, uh, the journey of geez, Honda. It was unreal. Yeah, like um, just got looked after so well, like a like a like a professional should be looked after and every opportunity to to be the best rider I could be the whole time um you know through COVID looked after me and through my injury looked after me and and that's sort of why it's confusing to some people that I've, I've ended it but in my mind it's makes so much sense yep. like um I went went through the the COVID and the injury and and then trying to crawl out of the hole learn to ride the bike again and that was a pretty rough year like we got so used to winning a lot and we, we managed to get one win in the last round of the year, and but it was a pretty difficult year and I could have easily lost my ride at that stage. Yeah. And so that's why I sort of made the decision pretty early on that like last year, let's get back to where I need to be yep. and, um, and finish it. Like we had the perfect finish, I, I believe. Like after 10 years with the brand, um, we finished in the perfect way. Like it's how everyone dreams of finishing, but yeah. when you say you're gonna do that, you get a lot of, push pushback like not not from honda just from people wondering why you would stop when things are going so well but you know it's not not guaranteed you're going to be able to replicate a year like that yeah that's it's so true and um i am one of the lucky ones that gets to sort of be around it a little bit um championship photo time on the sunday afternoon after the last round last year round seven um just seeing the team like it, it it's a very good functioning team just sit on the main straight there was still the championship champagne being passed around yeah it, it just looked like it was i don't know just the such a positive end of the the way it was the perfect way to do it and just to see the smiles and just pure elation on the front straight of that yeah um what a, what a dream to finish that that ride yeah it was that last week and a half you know obviously i announced i was going to stop yep. with honda and and at that time that time i didn't have like I, I hand on my heart, had no idea what I was doing the next year. Serious? And, um, honest to God. Yep. The, the Indian thing hadn't come up. Um, I had no overseas sort of like bait. There was no no baits out there. Yep. I knew I wanted to try and maybe go overseas, and 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 I just felt like I just felt like I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to give the same as I did last year. Like as far as physically and mentally, like like. Um, I just couldn't do it. I, I, I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to give my, my best effort again in yep. that same scenario. And, um, and so that sort of went down like a lead balloon, really. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, not everyone, but like, you know, Dion had a couple of questions. He, he was wondering why it was happening and, and it was late and, and it wasn't ideal, but I just, I knew I'd made that decision. I had to, I just had to get it out there off my chest. I think I, it allowed me to ride the bike better, I reckon. And then, so when we did win it and, the dust had settled and, and, you know, I wasn't sort of just up and leaving for a, a direct com competition team and, yep. and trying to race against, against them. Um, it just made it so much better. And we could actually celebrate, like, the years we had together and, and um, yeah, it was such a, such a fun weekend. Like, that last lap of the second race, yep. like, I don't ever win races by more than a split second. Yep. It's very rare. And, like... 
to the way it went down and to dominate the weekend and dominate the races and and leave no question that we we won the championship and just like that last few laps it was just weird mm. like knowing that I'd won it and I could just soak it up and yeah it was unreal just the best the highlight of my career hands down for sure oh, I could imagine the, the the feeling like you actually get time to think those last was it three, four laps or something yeah when I mean even the first two laps he'd that um, Josh wasn't there, I was still punching out like yep. lap record pace. And honestly, it, it didn't feel like I was taking any risk. Wow. Like at that point, I was just, the bike was so easy to ride. I was just floating around the track. And then I sort of thought, oh, I've won. I don't, I don't need to be pushing like this. So the, gap's, the gap's big enough I can literally enjoy this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I can imagine just how it would have felt. And being, being on the front straight, I got a real problem with you two guys, Josh and yourself. You're, you're the bikes and the leathers on the weekend. Yeah. They looked way too similar. Yeah. Because like when when it, the incident happened, with Josh obviously, no one knew, like, like who it was. Like there was just this brief. It's just little a little thing. out of view at that it stage. Was like too. little orange thing. Like and it was like who is it? Red, like orangey red, and like, and then obviously, you look to the left. There's one team that, is, you know, in terrible. It's it's the worst feeling ever. We've just lost this. Um, then I look to the right, and it's Christian Dion and your team, like in absolute elation. We've won yeah. this, you know. It's not, yeah. It's just what a moment, hey. It's yeah. just it's just a capturing time, you know. It is, and even for like, um, yeah, for for Josh and and Craig and the team, like, we there. No one knew who was going to win, so like the the emotions are high for everyone. So when yep. it just goes the extreme to each way. Yep. But um, that's what makes the sport so exciting and, like, a championship like last year doesn't get replicated often. So that, no. that's, that's another reason why it was a perfect time to sort of step back from that exact yep. thing I was doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, do, I look back at, like, even now, you know, um, I think Dion, Dion sold the trailer a few days ago. That's gone. And, um, yeah, and the, the trailer's gone now yep. and, and um, Christy sends me a message sad day the trailer's going it actually is a sad day like mm. you you become so that trailer's been there since i started yeah and like yeah you, you don't realize how attached you are to to that until it's really over like yeah. yeah it meant a lot to us at the end of the series when we have a drink and enjoy it and oh it's over this is sad and then you know the next month onwards you, you realize you are actually attached to it yeah and yeah. the whole the whole process of going to the race meeting with those people and um the coffee in your trailer like yeah. every, everything about like you had a nice setup there and you, you you touched on something before about how a rider should be treated yeah you, you got that treatment you yeah know, you were able to go yeah. into that area and be away from people like people get in your own space yeah bring people in and have a nice space for people to sit um it's how a person should be treated yeah yeah with like dion he basically mm. what do you need what do you need to win yep and then i need this this and this okay we can do this and are you happy with that yep Okay, that, then you you know in your brain, that's that excuse gone. Yeah. Like everything's in place how I like it, and yep. yeah, not that you want to be a fussy rider or anything, but like it it does help when you when you're putting your balls on the line every week. Yeah. Like to to feel like everyone's in on it with you, it, it does help. Yeah. Now let's talk about um, the elephant in the room, the big hat that you're wearing there, mate. Indian motorcycle <laughs> racing. Um, Congratulations! This is one. Of, this is one of the coolest things that I heard in the off season. I was like, "No way! That's that is unreal." Um, 
Tell us about your ride. Like, I was going to say ride, but it's rides. Tell us about it, man. Yeah. I felt a bit bit uh, cagey coming in here wearing an Indian hat today, but... Oh, man. <laughs> I, I thought I've got to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I it's thought a, there'd be shirts. A, I thought you'd yeah. have a watch. You'd have all the Indian Bring the entourage in. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, a, it's the biggest rivalry in sport, I, I hope. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to that side of it. Yeah, especially but, um, over there. Yeah. Like, it all sort of come up, you know, once I put out that I wasn't, I wasn't going to be riding in Australia or... or or in Australian Superbike, um, yeah, they were they reached out um, and just straight away it felt like it just sparked it, it motivates me the yep. idea of it, um, like one that the the bikes are trick as like yeah. it's it's the most factory bike I've almost dealt with really like there's there's some custom stuff on that bike and it's really cool and and then just the whole rivalry thing and and um and the quirkiness of it and, and the whole thing with what I'd done was like, I wanted to step outside my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. And boy, have I found that. Like, I was, I rolled out of pit lane at the test on a track I'd never seen. It was six degrees and raining on the biggest bike I've ever ridden. And, yeah. I, and I've ridden my mate's bike down the road around the roundabout and back, and that's it. That's the only experience I've got on, on, on that style of bike. Yeah. And um, uh, I've never felt so uncomfortable. Really? Riding around in the wet. Yep. And, um, but then the next morning, wake up and the sun's shining, you get out on the bike and you realise it's, it's a good handling bike. It's got the same characteristics as a, as a road bike. Yep. You know, Charlie and I have, have got the same concept of setting the bike up and it seemed to work at the test. And, and then you've got the, the, little, the little FTR 1200cc twin, <laughs> yep. the Hooligan, and um, it's just like riding a supermoto bike on steroids. It's, it was so much fun. I went out of pit lane and from the, the first chicane and onto the back straight and into the first hairpin, I thought, this is going to be so much fun to ride. Wow. So I've, I left them two or three days, like, um, sort of testing with the team and thought, I've made the right decision for sure. It just felt, felt, felt good? Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it gets me to America. Yep. And, um, and I'm in the series and we're in front of people now. And, and it's such a competitive series now and... And you know both manufacturers are investing a, a lot of time and effort into it, so yep. it's it's a it's a good place to be. And you have a look at the views on online. Um, when you're talking of eyeballs, man, the amount of people that are watching King of the Baggers, yeah, um, and Super Hooligan, like so many. Not to mention, and someone we're around the same age, Jeremy McWilliams was riding that bike. Yeah, like. That's a huge thing, and just in itself, mate. Like you're, you're a fan of motorcycling as yeah. well. You're not just a rider; you're a fan of it. Yeah. Um, that must be a pretty special thing too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I, I grew up watching 500 GP bikes. Like yeah. Jeremy Williams was one of the top dogs, and yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty certain I was at Phillip Island. Did he throw it on the front row? At maybe even was it a front row at Phillip Island late in the two-stroke days or early so. four-stroke? I, I, yeah. I can't remember. Like obviously, I remember him a lot, but yeah. Um, yeah, he, he and he enjoyed it. Like he sort of was a guy you'd always see on social media. Like yep. that's what drew me to seeing the the baggers really. And um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting concept. And and the bikes are, are proper. Like they're they're really good bikes. Like they've got top suspension on them and good brakes and yep. and a lot of a lot of power. Like I don't. I, I've got a feeling like they actually won't tell me what the peak horsepower is, but I've got a feeling it's like you know, up to 80 to 90% more than standard. Like, it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. What about the, like, just just um, looking at it, the height, um, geometry, things like that, how, do, how does it how does it feel when you get on it? Like, is it tall? 
It's tall, yeah. yeah. That was the, the first thing they asked me how tall I am and that's generally they're hoping to, for you to be short when you're talking to a road race team. Yeah. I said, oh, I'm six foot. And um, oh, that's great. Yeah, you should be able to, you should be good. We need to, we need bigger riders in this series. So that's one of the main things. Wow. And I think Jeremy maybe struggled in that area. Like he couldn't actually get the bike as high as they need to get it for it to steer probably because because he, he literally couldn't touch the ground. Maybe yep. I'm not sure because I know that for me I was just touching the ground. Like I'm more comfortable to have one toe on the ground. Yep. I, I can just get two toes on the ground. What so from a race start you'd be one foot. I'll start one foot for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they got so much talk, it's it's incredible. Like I think I'm pretty sure they start as fast as a MotoGP bike from naught to 100k an hour. No joke. Way faster than any superbike I've ridden for sure. What just the pure acceleration? Too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the length of the bike, the weight, and the amount of torque they've got. That's they just take off like crazy. So, so what? Like, how did it come about? Do they re- they reach out? Like, obviously, it's Tyler O'Hara and yourself. That's yeah. who's going to race the series. Um, do they reach out? Do they, um, hey, Troy, come and test this? Or was there a deal in place before you even... There's the first test only two weeks ago. You haven't been yeah. on... Yeah, I'd done the deal before then. But, yep. um, yeah, I, I, had, um, I had I caught up with, um, like, Moto America, Moto America guys. Yep. Um, I, had a, I had a quick chat with, with a few people. And, and, um, and to be honest, at first that they mentioned... Like you know, the baggers are a good series. It's growing, and I hadn't thought of it at that time. I was sort of like hoping that I could go and ride a superbike in in maybe England or America, and yep. and um, yeah. So they, they obviously told the Indian guys that I was interested. Um, yeah, we had a meeting, and and it all just it all sounded right to me, and right. um, and um, yeah, it went from there. And I actually done the deal before I rode the bike, and and so it was nerve wracking going over there. Yeah. Um, and luckily. Luckily, they they sort of uh, were okay with me bringing Charlie as a Charlie come for a trial run at the first test to see see how he fit with the team and yep. and um, it just went real well like and it helped having Charlie there a lot like mm. he's he's been with me since my accident in Darwin so that's a couple of years now and and we've gelled gelled a lot over the years and and so having him there he has a good understanding of of what I generally like from a bike and. And um, yeah, he got me comfortable pretty quick, and and it's all gone from there. Like we we had a good report from the first test. The team were really happy, and yep. and we were really happy. Um, both of us were sort of relieved that the bike. It's a normal road bike. Yep. There's no sort of real real quirks to it as far as setting the bike up. So yeah, we're excited for the year. Really. I I obviously I, I spoke to Charlie just the other week, and it's sort of a bit different to here, I think, in this way. But even to the you're in a factory team like they sent plans of like build plans for the bike to charlie to research before like yeah man that's unreal like he yeah. he can get an idea of this is what it is even before even getting over there and stuff like yeah you can as well but um that's pretty unique eh? yeah and i think there's an opportunity for for charlie as well like yeah that's a it's you know the bikes are there there's a lot more adjustment than an Australian superbike, so yeah. there's potential that you know if we come up with a great idea, then then we can have stuff made to make life easier for us. So it's like for Charlie, I think he, he's he's really young in this game. Like yeah. I'm 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 37. He's he's the same age as me, mm-hmm. but I'm sort of as an athlete. There's a couple of years. There's a ceiling for how long I can go. Yep. Whereas as far as being a crew chief, electronics guy, whichever direction he ends up wanting to go, he's still really young in this game. So. Like I hope that 
that opportunity that has been created here with Indian, like that could that could set him set him off wherever he wants to go. Really, yep. so um, it is. It's pretty exciting, and for me, like I never thought I'd be in the situation where I'd be able to take a crew chief with me like to another country and, and learn to write in a new series. So that's been a huge help for me as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's, and the team recognized that really quickly. I think like we, we come in together and, and they could tell where we work well as a team. So it's cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been a good transition. So when you go they're based in Wisconsin, when, when you go there, like, um, what do they do to they Like is the red carpet get rolled out, Australian <laughs> champions here. Like what, what, what's, what's the first day like, mate? Ah, uh, Rolled up in the cheapest rental car we can find, freezing cold. And, Six um, degrees. Yeah, g'day, Sorry. mate. We're yep. Troy and Charlie from Australia. Yep. No, that like they were, they were just really down to earth people. Yeah. Like, right. yep. Yeah. It was it was intimidating probably for both of us. Like they've got the Australian Superbike champion coming in, which I don't know where they hold that that regard. But then then we're going into Factory Indian. Mm. You know the team that's expected to to take take it to the the, the championship. Um, contenders, yep. and so I think there, there's probably a mutual respect there when we come in, and um, but it was weird. Like we, yeah, we just rocked up at the track the day before the test, and the bikes are all there, and yeah, just introduce ourselves. And and Charlie's got Charlie's like he's he's good for me. He's really organised, and he's got a lot of questions for the team, and they yep. were only too happy to sit down and and start going through the bike. And yeah, it was straight to business really. But yep. um, but they were good guys, like. Um, like just a, I, it's kind of fun. They're 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 not essentially all from road racing, but mm. they're all really smart people yep. in 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 their their whether it's electronic chassis or or whatever they are. They they've all these smart people have come together, and um, and it's pretty fun because they they they're bouncing ideas off each other and and um yeah it's a fun place to be. There's not really a way they haven't there isn't a guaranteed direction on how this bike's going to work. Because every year that bagger series is, they're just dropping like seconds a lap. Mm. So every year they're coming up with new ideas. So I think, like I think for Charlie as well, it, it's, like it's fun because it, you know, there's no set, no set in stone direction for the bike and and process for making that bike work. And then for me, like yeah, the, I've seen how Tyler rides the bike and yep. and that's that's cool and and I'm lucky I get to see that and and that works for now. But even for Tyler, he doesn't exactly. No, he doesn't believe essentially that's the way the bike's got to be ridden. So, yep. as them two days went on, we're looking at the way we ride the bikes together, and and um and I'm trying to trying to get up to speed as quick as possible, and then try and make that bike as easy as ride to ride for me, and and hopefully as the year goes on, we can mesh these two things together and yep. and make a bigger step forward because he's already got the speed to win. He showed that last year and the year before winning the championship. Yep. So. We're pretty lucky. We've got a good a good baseline, and but the everyone's open to a new direction, so it's pretty fun. What a cool place to be! Yeah. What what track are we at? We're What's at Eagles Canyon in Texas. Eagles Canyon. Yeah. Never heard of that one. I haven't heard of it either, and um, they haven't raced Moto America there, but it was a cool track. It was, yep. you know, minute minute fifty seven lap time, and wow, um, yeah, silky smooth, nice curbs, good runoff area. It was like, yeah, really proper track. Yeah, that's cool. How many bikes on the track? Was it just? Was it, it was just... full private test. Yeah. Oh, mate. like just Indian Indian motorcycles only. Yep. The truck rolled in and just rolling out of pit lane all day. It was a bit of a shame that the weather's usually better in Texas, from what I gather. But yep. 
it was really cold. Like the first day I rolled in, there was a little bit of snow on the side of the road and it was like zero degrees driving out there and raining. And so the first day we didn't ride at all and the, and the second two days we got the Arvo to sort of make hay while the sun was almost shining through. Just a bit. Yeah. What a crazy time. Like I, I was with you the Wednesday before at QR, it was 39 degrees and 2,000% humidity and poured yeah. rain yeah. to zero. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, what an experience! It is. It's and I'm. Fu- it's fun. Like you know, I've had had them couple of days on the super bike with Benny and the team now, yep. and and um, just trying to make myself busier this year. Like mm. you know, trying to trying to make the most of it, and and yeah, see how versatile I am at, at, at this age. And yeah, it's going to be interesting because the 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 deal with Indian is like it's you know this the the practice sessions are short. Like I've got to learn tracks. I'm going to Daytona in, in just over a, a few weeks now, not even a month. I'm going to have like 30 minutes um, practice yep. and then I'm going to qualify and I've got two bikes to ride. I'm going to be up against the, the banking up against the wall at 300k an hour. Like I think the bike does do three, 300k an hour there. So there's a lot to learn. So like riding motocross at the moment, riding the super bike a little bit, get on the yep. bagger and, and um, just trying to make myself adapt as quick as possible and it's funny going to the track at the moment yeah i'm trying to get up to speed and stuff but i'm taking a lot of note on how long it's taken me to get to a mm. respectable lap time because yeah that's going to be the hardest thing this year i think when you did get on the bagger because that's you know uh i guess the v4 ducati is a whole lot different to your fireblade that you've had too but the bag is it's a big bit different yeah how, like were you um 20 seconds off? Were you four seconds off? Were you... Yeah. Like, so the, where were you? The, that ask. first day yep. when I rode it, rolled out in the wet, like even I didn't know the track. Yep. I hadn't been on Dunlop tyres in 10 years and Can I ask that? the bagger, um, it was probably like four degrees, six degrees and raining. Mm. And I rolled out and I think the lap time I'd done, I went 51 seconds quicker. By the by, the dry time at the end of the weekend, fifty one. Yeah, wow. So that that was just I literally done five days and uh, five five laps just to ride the bike and feel what the the gearbox, the power, the bike feels like. But then the next morning I went out and um, and got going a lot better. But yeah, I the lap time I done at that track. I mean they've never raced Moto America there, but there's been some competitive guys right around the track and. I was only two and a half seconds off the lap record on a, on the bagger. Awesome. Like that's in a minute 55, I uh, mean, I think minute 54, nine, minute 57, two. So it's not, sorry, it's a bit, it's a bit what's yeah. that at? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, within, right. within that range anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, a lot closer than I expected. Yep. Like, like we, the team and I were sort of talk, I was asking, you know, races are like, I'm asking, oh, where should we be? What are the, what are the differences? And yep. And how far off should we be? But yeah, we we were pretty happy that we were, we were that close in lap time. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So because you know, is it the is two minutes the golden number? Once you get under that, you can chip away. Or is it? But yeah. Yeah, you're already in that that zone. That's cool. Yeah. What's the uh, what's cornering like? Like what, what, just the the bikes on the edge of the tire. Yeah. The bikes so much feel. Really. The bikes move a lot. It's like right. It's like it's like the best Tare flat track. But Trobar's classic night, yep. the best gripped up track you've ever had. Yep. With about twenty percent extra grip. So like when you when you go around Trobar's classic and, yep. and the things like, oh man, this is great, you just get into it. It's like that yep. on steroids. So the bike it's like dirt track yep. with the rear of the tire, but you've got it you've got a little bit more front end grip, but you do get a bit of movement because of the weight of the bike. 
and you've just got to you've got to be comfortable with the bike moving on the touch of the throttle. Yep. But it's like. Yeah, it's just like having the most gripped up flat track you've ever ridden. So, so you've got flex, yeah. sort of a flex sort of feel, like a flat yeah. track, but grip. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, and obviously the bike doesn't stop and accelerate as fast as a super bike, but it's the exact same characteristic. You can, like we, like, because Charlie had seen all the data of the of the guys and, yep. and we were thinking, you know, like Tyler rides the bike a bit different to me. Mm-hmm. We've worked out now that I've ridden the bike, but we were thinking at first maybe I'd, I'd adjust the way I brake on the bike. But but my data, like the way I um, modulate the brake and, and open the throttle, it's all really similar to the way I ride a super bike. Right. So it's just a bit different. It's a bit heavier. Yep. But um, it does the same stuff. But, yeah, the main thing, the bike... It really likes to be on the edge of the tire. It's actually it actually handles really well. Yep. Like you get on the edge of the tire and you can you can use the rear brake a lot. You can use the throttle a lot. You can get the tire to move and it's it's um it's pretty fun. And Hungry. like like I was like that that thing on the edge of the tire. You can get it down to where it's it's like almost chugging. It's that low on the revs. Yep. If you want to, from that point, you can just light it up and do the biggest dark you've ever seen all the way to like seven and a half thousand revs and it's just making power it's it's real weird cool. <laughs> so you can be the laziest ride in the world if you if you're comfortable with the bike rolling in with no engine brake yep. in a tall gear you've got all the power in the world just to crack it on like yep. it's yeah and she'll just accelerate yeah that's really cool. yeah and then the 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 super hooligan bike yep. it's almost the same but really light and so you get on the edge of the tire and you can just it's like, I don't know, it's just like you, this little bike, it's just so easy to throw around. So you just crack the throttle on yeah. on the edge of the tyre to, to the max. Because it's, it's got a little wheelbase, eh, compared? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. a bit twitchier and stuff. And, yep. like, it's definitely got its quirks, mm. but, um, like, really rideable and really usable power. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mate, what an exciting what an exciting couple of bikes to be riding. Yeah, it is exciting. What's the... Uh, is there a track that you go to, like you've got Daytona coming up, that's the first one. Yeah. Is there a track you're looking at on the thing going, geez, what, what am I in for here? Like you've got Daytona, you've got Laguna, yeah. you've got Coda, um, Road America, I think. Like it's a it's a hectic calendar. Yeah. What I are mean, you really looking forward to? You've got the Banks of Daytona, you've got the Corkscrew at um, that's gonna be at Laguna. You've got like Coda's I've heard bumpy and, and a long, long track. Then I've done Road America before. I remember like the feeling of I'd never ridden a road bike there and going yep. fast there, the walls just feel like they're closing on, you know, because it's, it's, it's like yeah. pretty tight. Um, yeah, and, and all the other tracks I've watched on YouTube, they've got their quirks and I don't think there's any track that's going to be worse than the, the rest. But yep. like um, I've heard Daytona's going to be like it's going to be it's going to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I hope it's going to be an easier track to learn. It's just the, you know, obviously the, the banking and and the tire. You know, they've got their own tire for that that track that I've, yep. I won't get to ride on. Uh, so, who, I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm just going in there and just going to try and learn as much as I can and yep. and try and be ready for race day. I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't, I have no idea. But I'm definitely not underestimating it. That's for sure. Like. It's um it's a competitive championship and and both manufacturers are very very serious about winning it. Yeah. So for that reason, you know, guys are going to be at a really high level. For sure. It's basically three weeks time to Daytona. Yeah. Bike week, like when you did Supermoto, 
Was it was that on? Like I know Bike Week was on, but did you do anything there at that time, or was this your first time actually even to Daytona in general? Yeah, first time to the East Coast. So the wow. Submoto series always started a bit later. Yep. So I haven't done Sturgis or Daytona or anything like that. So yep. I, we talked about it a lot at the at the test, and yep. yeah, I, I think from what I've been told, I'm you just can't comprehend how many bikes are going to be there. It's crazy. But yeah, I get in. I get in. Um, 10 days before, and we do it a couple of days at Miami Homestead, which is apparently is like a mini Daytona right. to get a bit of an idea of the banking and that kind of stuff. And then that's that's Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday night, um, Supercross, and then I'll head out and watch the flat track Sunday. Yep. And then, you know, I start the race, and then I think I race on the Saturday and then Daytona 200 Sunday yep. and home Monday. So it's going to be unreal. That's huge. Yeah. Is, is that World Superbike Weekend or is it weekend? It's the weekend after World Superbike, So I, think. I fly out the Monday, yeah. So World Superbike, then I fly out the Monday. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the weekend after that. So I'll be down there with my suit in case someone in the test needs a, of course. Needs me for a wild card. Yeah, because yeah, like, <laughs> like you said, I've got to be versatile this year. Yeah. If, if, if that opportunity did arise, would that be something that you'd take on? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that, that, the... The guys at Indian are, are open to me to me riding a superbike and yep. and um and keep my eye in throughout throughout the year. So yep. and um and I've specialised in racing superbikes all my life. Like I, I you know I don't want to close that door forever. Yep. Um, this my focus this year is to to try my best to 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 finish the championship as high as possible on an Indian motorcycle in the baggers and the hooligans. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean I never want to ride a superbike again. Um, it's just that that's my focus for this year. So, yeah, definitely. And like I said, the more you ride, like I learned last year riding motocross a lot, the more you can be on a motocross bike, a motorbike yep. in general, the better you're going to be when you roll out of pit lane on Friday morning to start the race weekends. Yep. And last year I just wasn't rusty ever. Like mm. I just rolled out and I was ready to go straight away. So hopefully this year with the amount of riding I can do and, and if some opportunities like that come up where I can I can dabble in in a different series, which I've never been able to do, that yep. would just be bucket list kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's just, yeah, just keep filling the cup of fun, hey? Yeah. Like, especially when you love it. Uh, there's something I wanted to ask you, and we'll, we'll go back to baggers and stuff, but um, obviously motocross last year was a, a big part of your uh, training regime. Cycling has been forever. I think you dropped a bit back on that last year. Yep. The motocross just helped so much, like just yeah. keeping that rust away. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the cycling was always, that was like something I loved doing. Yeah. And um, so I it was great training, but I love competing with it as well. Mm. Last year with the motocross, I, I just sort of went back to doing the amount of cycling I need to do. Yep. <laughs> didn't do, I didn't do a lot of race. I actually didn't race the push bike. I'd done nationals last year. Yep. Um, and I didn't race after that at all on the push bike. Is that the Ballarat? Yeah, yeah Ballarat. Was, yep. And um, that was fun. I, I wanted to do that post-injury to see see if I could get back to, to where I was and that was good. And, and then the motocross, like I started riding motocross after Eastern Creek because I just, I had the jack of it. I was like, we were testing a lot for the start of the season, but I just wasn't, it just wasn't happening for me. Like I, the first round, like Josh was really good at the first round yep. and the second round. But taking that aside, like I just didn't perform as good as I I feel like I should have. Mm-hmm. And um, literally like Tuesday after Sydney night race, I was out of the motocross bike for the first time in five years. And it's funny, like, I think it's just my mentality, but when I went to the track that first day, 
I was already going to try and race nationals on the motocross. <laughs> yeah. Even though I hadn't ridden a motor- motocross bike in six years or five years. Because that's what drives me to that, like with the push bike. Yep. I only ride the push bike so much because I want to race. Yep. I, only, I only ride the super bike because I want to race at the highest level I can. And so I jumped on the motocross bike and then I was just all in, like way over the top. Like, really? Um, oh, I was, I literally done three days a week um, for a lot of the time. And then I, I planted the seed about the motocross and I got a good reception from, from Honda and, and Dion. Yeah. And, um, and then it sort of, it started to snowball and then Dion got excited about it and then all of a sudden the truck's coming and we got bikes ordered and suspension and, and um, it worked out good because we, we had, for the first time in my life, it, the stars aligned. Like I was riding motocross, we had Morgan Park and we had three weeks and then a two-month break to recover from whatever might happen. Whatever <laughs> may happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out like I'd like done all the, all the practice I needed to do and I was keeping myself at a good level. And then after Morgan Park, I'd committed to doing some training with, with um, Nathan Crawford's training training group. Like the, yep. I don't know if you know Nathan. He, he's actually the older Nathan. Yep. He's sort of my age and he runs a, a really good little program. Well, it's not that little really. He's getting quite big and they're at the track training together and it's it's good. You're with young, fast guys and some established 450 guys and and you've got you've got something to follow and, and it's, you're out there on track with them. And anyway, it was the first day... I'd done a couple of days with him, but it was the first day I was going there and I was like, all right, it's time to sort of commit to this and yep. and try and raise the intensity a little bit. And I was loving it. We were at a QMP and we're on the new track and it was private day and the track was just unreal. And, yeah, it just all went south real quick. So what actually happened? I just come down into a – it was like an awkward downhill, like, corner, like, where you just sort of – you couldn't really point and shoot that well and it was early in the day and the track hadn't formed up yet yep. that much and it was pretty soft. Um, I just come in, I was standing up and I was on the throttle and, and I just sort of got out of the throttle a little bit and the front just, it was sort of like what would happen in the sand. Yep. I just got out of the throttle a little bit and the front just dug in yep. and it wasn't that bad. It didn't feel that bad but it just threw me over. I landed upside down and and, um, and it was on soft dirt but I just landed on my collarbone and and I knocked myself a little bit silly. And I would, what we'd done, we'd go out, we'd done a little bit of a, a qualifying situation. Yep. I was obviously one of the slower guys. So you start the race as a handicap, you mm-hmm. know, 30 seconds apart or something. And um, so there's about 10 of us. I was one of the first to go. And like first lap of this training race. Yep. Anyway, I've sort of come, like I was out of it a bit. I woke up like properly and oh, it's like Nato Crawford was was there leaning over me and he was one of the fastest so he's he's got to be like four or five minutes behind me yep so I've been out of it for a bit and then anyway I get up and I'm like ah oh, sorry sorry lads like just just keep going I'm all good like I've just winded myself and he's like no nah, mate you haven't winded yourself like my collarbone's just sticking straight out and I was obviously a bit docile and yeah I'd I'd heard a few ribs about a month, like just before Darwin, yep. I'd hurt, no, just before Morgan Park, I'd hurt myself. So not even that long ago. Yep. And um, and I, I could feel a bit of pain in my ribs, but I was like, I've just winded myself. And anyway, they got me up and I was actually so lucky that I was at a private day because like there's a lot of top riders there. Um, and Jeff Leesk was there helping out a young fella. Yep. And, um, and 
he just he said, oh, "Look, let's just get you get you in a hospital." And and um, he knew of a guy, Doctor St- Steve Andrews, who I later find out's one of the most well-renowned surgeons yep. in motorcycling. And I hadn't had any dealings with him. And and um, yeah, he he just made a call as we we're driving in, and I got straight in to see a surgeon and. Yep. And because of because of who I was there with, that that helped out, and I ended up gotten I got fixed up that day. And um, if it had been just the collarbone, I would have been fine. Yep. I could I could have thought about racing three weeks later. Yep. But um, yeah, the next morning I went to get out of bed, and and um, my lung collapsed, and and we didn't know why. I didn't complain about my ribs too much. And um, anyway, that all got sorted out. I went home, and I couldn't sleep for like it was like eighteen days. I was sleeping outside like in a, in a chair like this yeah and i went in for the checkup with steve and and um it was all good and, and i said to him like i've just been struggling with like breathing and like i don't know if i've broken ribs or not but it was funny i i didn't whinge about it because when i had the crash just before morgan park my yep. wife's a nurse and like she's she's a hard woman yeah and i was whinging about my ribs yep. and so i went to the hospital and there was nothing wrong they couldn't find that i'd broken any ribs and so I've got home and she's like, what are you whinging about? Like, oh, just get no. on with it. So, like, I'm like, I didn't want to whinge about my ribs mm-hmm. anyway. As it turned out, I had eight broken ribs. Like, one, like some of them were displaced and, like, five fractures and, and three proper broken. So yeah. I was, it was pretty bad. And um, But anyway, we had two months to get over it and I dodged that bullet and by the time we went to the next race, I was fine. But um, the motocross dream... Never, never eventuated, and like I had all this support in place. MX Store were, were were stepping up, and Honda had given me bikes, and Dion was Dion and Penrite were were all aboard, and yep. we we're going to do like a cool little feature on it, and and I was going to have have a chat to you about mm. it, and like it was going to be fun, yep. but I went and watched the race, and to be honest, when I watched, it, I thought, wow, like I knew I went and watched the year before, I knew what I was in for, but. Yep. Yeah, it's a different it's a different game, and I, d- I had no ambition of doing anything. Yep. Like as in a result, I just wanted to get get out there on the grid while I'm still young yep. and and see what see what it's, see what it's like. Now you're back on the motocrosser again. Feel good straight away. Yeah, I w- as soon as I got back out on it and not doing the motocross race, I was yep. fine. Yep. Like it's funny the intensity. I don't know what it's like for everyone else, but for me, because I was doing that race, there was a lot more intensity in the training whereas getting back out there now I went for a ride a few weeks ago with a couple of youngsters Brock and Ollie and Harry yep. Voigt and um and uh Johnny Littris we all went out and it was just fun yep. yeah yeah uh, not so much for for Ollie he he done his collarbone that collarbone day but well. it didn't knock him around he was flying at Phillip Island the other day but um yeah it's funny when you've when you just go and getting your training done yep. it's funny the intensity drops a little bit Mm. How, uh, how, like, um, do you have a heart rate, like, yeah. chest trap or something? Yeah. What do you sit at? Like, doing, I was I was at a stage where I was doing one day out there, actually, I was out there with Jace McAlpine, yep. Gypsy Tales, and, and he was just getting ready to go overseas, and he was all, he was mad keen on, on the Vets Worlds, and mm. and um, and it was fun. He was, he had that he was thinking about, and I had the motocross I was thinking about, and and that day I put in three three solid 30s, and, and I talked him into doing the same, and, yep. and um. Yeah, I think our heart rates were. Or I know my heart. I'm pretty sure both of us were like, like right in the threshold, all yep. three thirties. So like for me, I was doing the moto at inside the one seventies, which yep. 
like that's high, real yep. high. Like I know with a push bike race, like um, yeah, I'll, I'll get into the 170s for maybe 10, 15 percent of the race. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas on the motocross bike, it's like who can get there and hurt for the longest, yep. depending on your speed levels. But for a rider like me, yep. um, that's not going to be winning. You got to plan to be there the whole time. So you get home from that, and like at first, I hadn't done it in a lot of years, and I was trying to relate it to like the hours per week on a motorbike, on a motocross bike versus cycling. Yeah. And like I was doing like 15, 20 hours on a push bike sometimes, but it's it's a lot lower intensity. And then all of a sudden I'm doing, I was up around, I was getting like six six hours of motos a week, which I don't know what that's like for a professional, but for me it was like, it was cooking me. I yep. was tired. Yeah. But I couldn't really get much quality out of any other training. Mm. So I can see why the motocross guys go for a recovery ride on the push bike, but they're not really racing their pushy around much because it's that high heart rate, it just takes a lot of energy out of you. That's interesting. And, and you've answered the basically the next question I had, how did it compare to intensity of your cycling? So it is it is more intense, the motor. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Um, Sustained intensity. Yeah, I would yeah. say if you want to do push bike riding for, for training, it's like that cross-country mountain biking, which is like an hour to hour and a half full gas yep. or criterium racing which is like 30 minutes to an hour yep. where you just you go from the gun yep. but like the the road racing which I enjoyed a lot like the longer that four or five hour stuff it it, it doesn't translate ideally to to um to super bike racing yep. but it, you know that aerobic fitness I have it does have to help because you yeah I think you're making decisions and your, your heart rate's more controlled because you're fitter really do you do you ever have a chest strap on for superbike? Yeah, once I started with the motocross bike, I started doing oh, some you? stuff. Yep. And um, where it, do you sit? Honestly, like the nerves of a superbike, and the the adrenaline rush, you can roll out a pit lane like 140 heart rate. And like sitting here right now, I'd be, yep. I'd be 45 max. Yep. So like just sitting there in the chair, your heart rate's gone up well into zone two. Yep. And you're just sitting there, and then. Like um like at QR there I done a few longer runs and like it's funny because it, you can relate it to like testing and stuff and like I, I could go into all this for ages but <laughs> like a lot of these young guys you set your bike up you go out and like and I used to be the same you go out and just give it hell for three or four laps which is like five minutes and your heart rate's still coming up at that time so you're setting a bike up and you're going you're loading that thing up 110 yep. percent. But then I noticed with the heart rate strap, like I was going like between eight and 11 minutes, you'd sort of get to where you can sustain it and then you've got to start to manage it from there to the finish line. So when you're setting a bike up, a road bike, and you're you're doing it over that five or six minutes and then you get to that next part of the race where the tyre drops away and your heart rate goes up more. So you can't load the bike because the tyre's dropping away and you can't load the bike as much because your heart rate's going up too high and then all of a sudden the geometry's out. And, like, this is all the stuff you've got to think about with these mm. bikes because with electronics, if that bike's not really consistent, yep. the electronics can't adjust well enough. So you, you've got to develop a bike that over that 20-minute period you can almost do the same thing every lap. Yep. And that's how the electronics work the best. So... It's something you've got to think about. You've got to you've got to try and work out how to ride inside your threshold, even when it feels easy. Yep. Yeah. So that's aerobic threshold, plus muscular threshold and bike threshold. Yeah. All, yeah. Yeah. Lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot to it. And there's a. I'd love to. That's where I wish I wish I was in. 
I wish I was at a high enough level in the sport where in Australia it's hard because you can't make a living out of that. There's such a big gain to be made in training people, yep. physically, rider technique. That would be a dream job for me. Like I love the I love the psychological side. I love the physical side yep. as much as I love the love riding the motorbike. Yep. And I think I'm better at that. I think I'm not saying I don't have the talent, but that's what gets me to the front. Mm. There's guys out there that can pull the throttle really hard and better than me but um that's what i enjoy about racing because your your fitness is there's no question about fitness but your mental definitely as a spectator or someone that works alongside is is it's it's crazy you've got such a (laughs) you've got yeah like your your state of mind yeah is so strong yeah and i I don't know what like i've just really enjoyed that's like that's I, I'm interested in how people react. Like, yep. like at the moment, we were talking earlier. I'm doing some superbike riding with with Brock Pearson, yep. and um and getting getting the team going and getting him going, and and I'm fully invested in it, mm. and it's fun because, like, I'm interested in what Brock's like, like, what he what makes him tick, yep. you know, what's his insecurities, what what gives him confidence, like, yeah, it's it's fun learning about him as a person mm. and trying to translate into and into why he does some stuff on the motorbike. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and I, I'm interested in all that kind of stuff and working with not not even just young kids, like everyone, everyone really, like even the older riders, like yep. like Wayne Maxwell and I are good friends and, and I enjoyed I enjoyed learning what makes him tick because he's different to me as well. Yep. Like really different. He's He's got a really, like he can come into a room or, or a track and, and it can be really off-putting because he's really confident. Yep. And he's really sure about what he can do and, and how that translates or, or is that he actually how he feels. Yep. But if you can have that persona, you can sometimes rattle your competition. Yeah. So like like learning about that that type of person or, yeah, it's all fun. I enjoy that side of it. How did you do it with Josh last year? Because jo- Josh is, Josh is um, totally different to Wayne. Yeah. And totally different to you. You're all three totally different characters. How, how did how did you prepare for battle with Josh? I, I he's a he's a he doesn't give a lot out. Mm-hmm. Um, you just know that if he's on, he's really on. Whereas like like with Wayne, I didn't I didn't sort of know. Like I, with Wayne, I could sort of race him. It wouldn't fluster him. That sort of sort of thing. Yep. Didn't it just yeah, you just—I just had to show that I was consistent and, and I was going to be there into the race. Whereas with Josh, like, um, I didn't know exactly what what it was going to take to beat him. I just, I just got the feeling whether it was his package or his mindset. He didn't want to be—he didn't want to be, um, like raced against, basically. Yep. Um, and that that could easily be the bike he was riding. Like, that bike might just like being on its own wind. I don't know, but um. I just knew if I could get in there and race him and trip him up and that would help me at the end yep. of the race. And um, the way it turned out, we didn't get to do that. Like he either, he either smoked me yep. or, or I could I could hold him off. Mm. Um, and then at tail and bend was the only chance we really got where we had to race each other. And, and to be honest, he didn't react the way I thought he would. Like he was actually up for the race. Like I didn't think he would be. Yep. He didn't put any crazy passes on me, but he was definitely there ready to race me. Yep. So you sort of, I think sometimes you think you know what 
it might take. Mm. And that's okay because that gives you confidence. Yep. But in the end of the day, when, when I really come down to it, he was probably ready to battle me, really. It was only in Darwin there. The, the, the Darwin weekend was interesting. Like, I, in race three, he didn't race me. Yep. And, I, and I feel like off his lap times over the weekend, he should have raced me. Um, so that was the only time where I thought he was avoiding me. Yep. But, um, you know, you don't know what's going on inside yeah. the, the team or the, the rider or whatever, but for whatever reason, we, we held him off going slower than he'd gone a weekend. So, yep. yeah, you take him when you can get him. Talk about Darwin. <laughs> Was it a, it's a pretty wild weekend, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it just all kicked off there, didn't it? It did, mate. It yeah. was really the, it was the perfect storm as far as, like, Mike had won the, the year before. Josh yep. had had a huge amount of the success there yep. um, in previous years. I, I had my first sort of win there after the injury, and, yep. and I was good there before the injury. And it was the first round that um, Josh, Mike, and myself went to believing we were going to win mm. I think I think as far as I'm concerned and um yeah it just it made for a great weekend and then yeah just that the curveball after race one you know Josh just beat us hands down was faster than us yep. I couldn't match his pace I tried the whole way whole race and he just eked out a few tenths every lap and then and then they threw a protest at us it was like what, what's that about and then yeah, yeah so yeah, we protest them. It, it goes back and forth, and then, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It it brought in a different aspect, yeah. Because I couldn't beat him at that stage. Like he was just downright faster than us in that race, and and would have been in the next two as well. And um and then the next race he was faster than us, but he went off the track in in turn one, and then in the third race I rode the slowest race I've ridden all year. Yeah. Not because I wanted to. I tried my hardest, but I I couldn't. He was faster than us, but he didn't. He didn't race me, yeah. so that that sort of got me feeling like, you know, maybe something was going on other than, other than just the speed was going to win the championship. Maybe, yep. maybe there was something something inside the team with them or or, or Josh himself. I don't know. Yeah. And then from that point, um, yeah, he had a crash in Japan as well, yeah. which obviously hurt. You know, you don't know what people are feeling. Uh, so from that point, it was different anyway, really. Yep, mate. It was um, it was a great season the whole the whole way along. There's so many, so many ups and downs for pretty much all the riders. But I think Darwin was interesting. Um, the year before Jonesy, coming in turn one was just incredible. Yeah. You know, but it just didn't seem to be there this year. Yeah. The bike, whether it's the bike setup or the human side or whatever. Yeah. But like last year, like the corner entry up into there was just phenomenal and he's corner entry traditionally is quick too but yeah. um yeah like you said any one of you guys at that time could have yeah. could have really put it on and then cruiser i tell you what one, one, one i wanted to ask you about yeah was the morgan park tire <laughs> yep. thing yeah yeah did you so know did you thing. did you know that so i think you were doing you can i write the race report you've done the race report for yeah. brelli mm-hmm. and so you were the first person i sort of talked to yeah. after race two yeah and did you know what tyre I ran at that time? No. Yeah, so you've asked me what tyre, is it okay if we ask what tyre? Yeah, because I... And I'm like, and we were trying to hide what tyre we were using. Yeah. Because we were using the SC0 all the time. Yeah. And at that stage, no one was making it work. Right. And so because of that, that we were crossing the lines out and outsmarting everyone so they didn't know what tyre we were using. Are you serious? And then for race two, yep. we outsmarted ourselves and I raced on a SCX tyre. Yeah. 
And so you've said, you've said to me, oh, I'm doing the release, you know, can I ask what tyre you're on? Yeah. I've turned around and said, oh, Dion, can we, can we talk about what tyre we're on now? Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, no worries, what tyre are you on? And I'm like, what do you mean what tyre are on? You know what tyre are on. Yeah. We're on the zero, I'm thinking. And he's like, well, what tyre were you on? And, like, he puts the doubt in my mind. Oh. And so that's why I turned around to you and I'm like, I wasn't even playing games with you. I was just like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think I was on the zero. Yeah. And then so I think I told you I was on the zero. Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And then I go up in the truck and and Paul and Charlie and Granger and Dean are all up there and like, look, we've got to fess up, mate. We just used the X tire in that race and got away with it and we didn't even know. And And to be honest, like... Jonesy went so fast in that race. Yeah. Like, I, I remember starting the race thinking, geez, this tyre's got some grip. Like, we went a little bit higher in the pressure and it made a few little changes, but I was like, geez, that worked. I yep. can just tap away at seven, uh, 12.6 to 12.8 here. And then he ran me down and we had to up the pace again. And um, and then I ended up winning the race. And to be honest, I'm not sure I would have if I'd have been on the zero. That's funny. It is. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, it, and, <clears throat> yeah, but that's the thing when things are going right for you. Yeah, they just go right. They don't work. They? But yeah, you were the first person I've seen. I seen. Fe- I felt dirty because I, I thought, am I lying to him here? Like, no, nah, because yeah. the way it turned around was like I was asking like factory intel. Yeah, exactly. Like you were like, I could tell you felt that. Yeah, you thought like, that. Yeah, and and like because it was pretty much after the race, and then we spoke about it like an half half an hour later yeah. or whatever. But um. Yeah, as soon as it came around, though, your look on your face was like, what are you asking me for? Yeah. Like, I was like, Ooh. Well, it was the first weekend of the year where, like, we established that the zero could work for me. Right. And we even tried it at Darwin as well. Yep. And then, but we knew at Morgan Park that was probably going to be something that was going to be beneficial to us because, mm. you know, no one really liked the zero at that time. Yep. So, yeah, I was already a bit cagey because yep. we had more races to go for the year. For sure. And so... I didn't know whether I should be talking about it. And yep. then Dion plans to complete doubt in my mind and, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because, like, when it comes out, and I think I said this to you anyway, was you don't, when you write it, you don't say exactly who's on which one. Like, it'll be yeah. A1126 for such and such. Yeah. But you don't go into the actual detail of which particular rider. So it didn't need to be, but it was just because I get on with you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what you were. And then, yeah, it was like... Oh, hang on. Yeah. Competitors on here. So. Yeah. <laughs> but. You just stepped inside the race with me. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was like, ooh. Yeah. But no, nah, there's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So you were on the zero for a fair bit of the year? So we. Apart from probably. We, so when we started changing the bike a bit. Yeah. And um, it sort of, yeah, we just, we, we had different grip. And mm. so we, we just started trying different tyres. And yeah, we ended up trying the zero. At it. We we're doing a club event out there. And we put the zero in and bang, I went quick straight away. And it wasn't necessarily had more grip. It just allowed the bike to, to move a bit differently. And yep. and so, yeah, we even tried it at Darwin. And I actually went pretty fast on it at Darwin in practice. And yep. um, it was only like, you know, two tenths off in outright pace. And and then um, so when we got to Morgan Park, we used it. And um, and then at Phillip Island, we, we should have used it. Yep. We, we spent all the testing and and the first half of Friday with the plan that we were going to use the zero. Yeah. And then we we made a bit of a mistake, I reckon, going we went we went for the what we thought was a safer option, which was fine. We still had good pace and stuff. We had other issues that, that stopped us in the race. But I would have liked to see what would have happened if we had to use the zero. Yeah. Because um yeah, it's a good tyre. And yep. it sort of almost was on the outer at Pirelli. Yeah. Like there's a lot of time we weren't using it because I remember I used it in a 22 at, at Tail and Bend, I was just I was just flat slow with it. 
Right. I was like, that's gonna work, not going to work. But the bike was a lot different back then. So, mm. yeah, it's funny. You learn – what I learned last year is you don't count out anything really. Like, And um, you, you've got to retest stuff. It's not – you know, if it. it's gone, it's not gone forever. You've got you to keep trying stuff. It's, it's an interesting one because when the X started to come through, it was just that it's not going to be the tyre that's just going to be perfect for everyone. But it was one of the things that everyone just – wanted yeah you know what i mean like it's fresh yeah. fruit you like hear it's got gr- you hear it's, it's got grip, great so you grip want it. it's yeah. everyone wants it you know but um you don't discount the c0 or don't a eleven twenty c whatever it is but um the scx when it did come through everyone would just crawl to that yeah. tire um yeah good bad ugly whatever but yeah um how's the dunlop to go on it was interesting I, I can't really give a guarant, like a definite feedback on it. Because not bike for bike. Yeah, because yep. the bike is a lot heavier and stuff. But it for me, it feels like it just it moves a bit more on the touch of the throttle. Yep. But that's about it, really. And, um, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I can't really give a, a proper comparison. Like, it's it was a complete different bike and, you know, temperature. It was really cold and... Mm. Um, but I didn't. I felt good on the bike straight away, which I was happy about. Because it's a big change. Like you've been on Pirellis for, well, um, 2021, I think you went back onto them. Yeah. You got that, you know, sidewall. No, so. 16. Well, you had a little bit of time there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Blue, yeah, yeah. You had a little blue tyre sitting yeah, yeah. there for a little bit. But 16 um, was the last time I went to, from um, Dunlop, sorry, yeah. Ah, that's and right. Yeah, Michelin for a, for a couple of years. Because that was obviously injury time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're on we on Pirelli at that, or were you on Michelin when that happened? Michelin when the injury happened. It yeah. was, and yep. then you ran Michelin until I think the start of the season after, maybe a round in or something. Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah, and that was that was a rough one because, like, um, that wasn't the reason I crashed. Like, yep. Like it, you know, I crashed. There's so many factors. There's so many factors as to why I crashed. Yep. All the way down to just riding like a lunatic, <laughs> like you know. Yep. Yeah, you know, we're with the V8s. Then you know there's there's a bit of a stoppage before we went out. They had the trucks on before that race. Um, like there's there's so many different things. Like you you can't blame anything. And then and they got a bit of a rough, rough deal there because like mm. they, we changed from Michelin to Pirelli, which was more so just because we're the only Michelin team. And I was struggling myself. And Dion just wanted to take that factor out of it. Yeah. Apples for apples. We'll take that away, and then you know that wasn't the answer. I still struggled the whole first half of the year, but anyway, that was that was a bit of a rough deal for with the Michelin thing because we did enjoy a lot of success together. Yeah, and we broke, we went really, really fast. Like the time that times I done at Winton was crazy. Yeah, and um, and uh, and it was a lot of fun, but um, but yeah, then we went back onto the Pirelli and and um and and went faster than them as well. So yeah, it's. I just I wanted to get that out there because I, 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 yeah. I did I really had such a good time being the only guy in the Michelin and and it was it was a good aspect Michelin versus Pirelli and it made this it gave another dynamic in the sport and I, and I think Pirelli enjoyed it too probably cost both a lot of money because they had to bring better tires but it's good though um, yeah yeah but um it's it's healthy for the sport and and I did enjoy enjoy that it's probably what I'm looking for at the moment too it's that like making a difference yep. Like um, last year was was really fun, and then this year I'm, yeah, it's been fun. The few days I've worked with Brock and and the the Desmo Sport team, and and then I'm going to Indian and and trying to develop that bike in a series where the bikes are getting better at a rapid rate of knots, 
you sort of got that other focus rather than just knowing exactly what you got every weekend and try and get to that lap record speed every time. It, it's, yeah, it's such a different dynamic, you know, yeah. from race, 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 race to now you've got development. You've got this, you're developing a young rider. Yeah. Um, another bike, like developing the Desmo Sport bike a bit uh, with the team. Like, there's a lot to do. Yeah. Injury, like, I, I don't want to touch on it too much, but your Hidden Valley one. Yep. What do you remember from from it? Uh, I remember the front the front going. You do remember that part. And, um, yep. Yeah, and then I just remember like excruciating pain for a, yep. a, a minute or two when they were trying to sedate like sedate me again and and get me get me sort of in line to to put yep. me in operating. Um, and then I remember just waking up like um mm. yeah just waking up and like not I was so out of it I didn't really have any pain but like I just had scars like I was all, I was all I wasn't wrapped up so yep. I woke up and I seen two big scars here and a big scar down here and I had a bit of chest pain like my chest was a bit tight and broken toes and and like I was just like oh that was bad but yep. I remember the crash so I knew that it would have been bad because where I crashed, I, I knew at the split second that I crashed that I was going to hit a wall. Yeah. Um, but it was weird. Yeah. It was just really weird. Like a, yeah, it's like, it doesn't haunt me or anything as such, but it does, but it doesn't like I, I'm past it and I don't have any, any bad thoughts about it when I get on the bike, but I definitely did. Like it was a lot to get over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just um, very unlucky, but like it was, it was intense. It was like well over 200k an hour, yep. and and like just making that that split second decision to curl up and try and tuck and roll and and like you know when you watch the footage back, I was head first from you know 10 meters away. At however fast I was still going, I managed yep. to, I managed to sort of tuck and and take it with my right hand side. But yeah, it was definitely definitely life changing. That's for sure. Did did going back and getting that win? Did that take some of that hoodoo? off yeah well the podium i oh, sorry like the, the, podium, the podium yeah. the year after yeah yeah and like you know if you if you if you ask paul and charlie looking at my data that weekend that we got back for that next year yeah like i was like slow as hell in that first through that corner yeah the first session i was like 30 percent less throttle like really? so and i didn't even realize yep. i thought i'm going to hit this you know head on and yeah and um but yeah, it took. It was I got passed there by Mike and Brian, mm. which is a weird place to pass, and like so they weren't going light on me either. Yep. Like, yeah, they could have gone a bit easier on like like yeah. Brian. Brian stood me up there when I was battling for that race, which yeah, that's part of the deal. But like I was, I was haunted by it. Like it, I, I loved the fact that I could get back there and get that podium. But it, I wasn't sort of past it at that stage. I was still going out of pit lane and. Like honestly, I was still going down the end of the straight, especially at QR where I'd have like hard on the brakes. Yeah. I just had these thoughts, you know, like what if the bike doesn't stop or whatever, like yeah. whereas that's gone now. But I think that's, that goes away as your body gets better. Because mm. mm, yeah. you probably don't have that fatigue of yeah. trying to manage pain or something. Maybe, yeah, because yeah, even now, like I, I, I'll never get off a bike again where I can't feel it because I can't do the splits, say. So when I put my, my leg over the bike, it's not comfortable yeah. and I probably look worse when I get off the bike 
if you watch me get off the bike, I probably look like I'm still in a lot of pain, but that's yep. the only time I really get pain. <laughs> right. It's just getting my leg off. Just so that like, motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I put my leg over a bike, I get a reminder of, of the pain. Yep. But when I'm on the bike, I've, I've, I don't touch my knee on my right-hand side anymore because yep. it doesn't get out that far. But, like, I've adapted now to, to that different sort of body. Far out. Yeah. It was, yeah, obviously, yeah, life-changing. For yeah, you and the whole family, you know. And it's time. been a bit of an ongoing one, really, because like I, it rebroke because it didn't, it, they couldn't fix it properly, and then, and then last year as I started getting better, I started doing a bit of jogging and playing a bit of tennis, and and I'm um, trying to get active again. Yeah. And then, I got a stress fracture on the on the other side, and I work, and then I had, I got some scans done, and I'm I'm literally. 18 mil shorter on my right leg now so I'm actually shorter than I was and and that was putting my hips out of line and stuff like that yep. so it's been a bit of an ongoing like wow. reco- like process really and now I'm now I'm pretty good so it's not just favoring it your actual 18 like because that's quite quite common for people too yeah they favor it and then they damage the other side yeah but you're actually 18 mil as well yeah 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 so yeah how's the running going because that's something it's, that's not your thing it hasn't been my thing no. and I just enjoy it I think I I've got a few mates that are good at it and, yep. yeah, they're, they're telling me up a bit. And I think just doing something that, like, I wasn't going to be able to do, like, I'm enjoying that. Yep. Yeah. we got a bit of aircon. bit of aircon. starting to overheat here. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Things are heating yeah. up. Yeah, it's heating up. Talking uh, about the injury, I started getting a bit hot and sweaty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to get you too cold, mate. Yeah. You know, you've been the cold climate, the hot climate, but yeah. we'll keep that on. Hey, um, this year, you're obviously, I get to work with you a little bit. You're doing some stuff with Desmo Sport. Yeah. Which I... I think this is my sixth year yep. doing stuff with the team, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, how, how'd that come about? Obviously, you're friends with Ben Henry. Yeah. Tell, tell me about this. I Like, I've, I've been really good friends with Ben for a lot of years. Yeah. When I joined the championship back in 09, he was one of the first guys I met and just get along really good. So I've seen, like, what Benny's done over them years and, yep. and where he's come from and where he's at now. and. And he's had a lot of success. He made it to the pinnacle, you know, won the championship a few years ago with Mike. And yep. but the last few years, like it's it's no, it's no, like it's not not a um a secret. He's he's had some struggles. Yep. And um, and yeah, I I want to help him. And and the way this year's working out, um, the the way it first came out was the track got resurfaced at Phillip Island. And there was potential that it wasn't going to get any laps on until the first round, and and so we thought, oh, hey, why don't why don't I do a couple of ride days inside that testing band yep. period, and and that'll send Brock in there with a bit of data, and I get to have a ride on his bike, and and you know see what it's all about, see if there's any anything I can help with, and then we got excited and we're like, oh, we'll, we'll go down to Sydney and just do a track day and do the race and yep. see how it goes, and. I rode the bike and it was it was it was pretty fun to ride and <laughs> and and I went fast straight away and um, so then here we are at Phillip Island last weekend doing a doing a club day and 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 now Benny's trying to get me on the bike as much as possible because we've seen what's happening like you've got I've got I've I've sort of you know I've verified that Brock is having troubles in these certain areas and then and then with Charlie in there as well and and his way of setting up a bike and yeah. and now he's not just me but him and Benny are, are talking a lot and and um and then Brock and I are talking a lot and there's sort of double the progression happening yeah and and Charlie's ideas of setting up a bike are different to Benny 
but they're both very open for change and and um and I think Brock's gaining some confidence from having having me coming in as well and yep. it's just um it's been pretty enjoyable and and I like I said if I can do some stuff with Benny and Benny's better off for it that would be unreal because yep. Benny's one guy that deserves success well, all the top guys do they all put in a lot of work yep. but um yeah Ben's a good friend of mine he's around the corner from my house and and um yeah I would love to have some success with him that'd be cool you got a win on the weekend don't you yeah I got a couple of wins two like wins a, was it yeah I we had we didn't have the fastest lap of the weekend like yep. um you know Max Stofer went really fast in qualifying but we got better and better as the race race weekend went on and, and like I've always said you don't have to be the fastest to sometimes yeah. get a win but yeah Benny was chuffed and I was pretty happy and yeah. and, um, and even the one of the races I won I beat Brock by you know not even a tenth so mm. both of us excelled and both of us got PB lap times um, at Phillip Island and yeah it was it was pretty fun I I, um, I hope there's more to come really it's it's exciting and I, I was looking through the timesheets obviously from the club and yeah to see Brock right on the tail of that particular race there was one race that was a little bit further back but I'm like this is awesome like the it's going to be great for him and the team um, and just everyone around that team it's it's having success is such a nice feeling yeah you know you, yeah, you no, need success so. exactly and like for me like it's asking yourself the question you know why can't you do it or why can you do it yep like that's what I'm enjoying dissecting how Brock rides a bike how I'm riding the bike and yep. and what the bike might need to go faster and like that's where Brock's been good too like he you know you get that emotional low when you're going bad and the high when you're going good so you generally find yourself talking about how shit it was or how great it was yep like but so when he'd done that PV lap time in that race and followed followed me across the line for second and and you know we're still going fast at the end of the race that's all progression for him yep so okay Brock why did that happen yeah because you come in and you're enjoying it oh PB and yeah I've done this and done that and it was cool and and you've got to enjoy that but then okay like the fo- we want you to go to round one and have some more success so yep. we need to figure out why we're going better and it, was it a fluke or was it the track conditions or did we actually make the bike easier to ride but um i think we're definitely on that path now because i looked at the, the i think it was 24 ambient pretty much the whole looks like you had great conditions to be yeah, Phillip Island. really good. so nice and consistent yeah um you guys are pretty much a, a, it must be a fairly similar height yeah really similar um weight height um probably we don't ride the same i thought we might ride the bike the same different we do ride a little bit differently, yeah. But um, that might align a bit as we learn about the bike more. Yeah. But um, but we do enjoy the same sort of tracks. So yeah, yeah I, it's a. I I feel like it's a. I I hope I can. I can be of of help to the team, and and I'm getting to ride, ride a great bike around Phillip Island as well. Like I'm I'm down there smashing around Phillip Island yep. on a different motorbike and. I'm learning a bit too because I've struggled at that track for a long time and mm. it'd be nice to see, you know, was that purely me? Did that, did did my old bike not enjoy that track? Does the new bike like that track? What's your thoughts um, so far? I'm, I'm, I'm positive I can be better at Phillip Island, but I'm also pretty sure that um, I was right in the areas I was struggling with with the Honda yeah. were places where that bike was struggling. Whether we could have fixed that, I don't know. But um, there was just places where on the Ducati it just 
it just went around the track easier. Right. But it does have the both bikes are so different, and they do have their their strong and weak points. And um, yeah, like a, I wouldn't want to be going to, I wouldn't be confident to go to Tail and Bend, and say I could go faster than I went on the Honda because the bike really suits that track. Yep. Like a lot of point and shoot. Um, yeah, I was really comfortable on that bike there. But then at Phillip Island, a long time there to the tire, turning on the throttle. Um, yeah, the Ducati had it had its strong points there. So. Mate, that Honda at the end of last year, like, um, I know you say Phillip Island, but no matter where you were, you just, it, the work that as a collective put in, that bike just looks so good, hey? Yeah. Like, especially I, especially I was, at the bend. But. And we were so proud of that because yeah. worldwide they struggled. Yeah. And, and like, that's where, like, we, yeah, that should be acknowledged. And I think it, it is, and people do, people at Honda do appreciate the championship we won last year, but, yep. like, that was a really... That was a big win because, like, we went toe to toe with the Ducati, yep, and won, and and like that that was that was a big deal for our team, so yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty cool. Just just yeah, just looking at it the way it sort of just sat, and yeah, like like just on rails, like obviously yeah. the way you were riding it, the way you developed it, um, it's just a sign of a lot of hard work. Yeah, you know, to to get to that point. Yeah. So now I get to see if <laughs> see can see what the other bike does. Yeah, can you do it here? <laughs> yeah. Um, now with Brock, like uh, obviously he's been on the bike now for eighteen months. Yeah. Pretty close to two years at this point. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Park, it would be. Um, what do you see? Like, do you obviously Australian Super Sport champion, won dirt track titles, done a lot of things in riding, sort of like yourself in that sort of background. Yeah. Um, just got to just chip away at it. Yep. Yeah. I think. Um, Brock's a really, really smart guy. Yep. Uh, he's really calculated. Um, he thinks about everything a lot. Yep. Um, from the bike, his competition, um, everything, the conditions. He thinks a lot about everything, which in short term can sometimes be detrimental. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think he's got longevity in, in Australian Superbike and wherever he wants to go because he's, he's a smart guy. Yep. There's, there's places where I think he will get a lot better, and I, but I think he's understanding where he needs to improve as well, and that's why it's it's I'm enjoying being there because I do think um, I do think I'll make a difference there with with Brock like yep. and and even at the start of the year like I was sort of I was interested to work with someone like someone young that maybe hasn't made that step to to winning Australian Superbike Championships because yep. obviously the goal for me is to go to America and, and race race over there on the bagger with Indian and and but the opportunity to ride a superbike is there and so if I can keep my eye in and then yeah really help a young guy like and I would like to see him do well like yep. it, it'd be good and um and then he's got he's got Max who you've seen at the the race on the weekend yep. he's making a clear step up too and he's got he's got Paul Free and Dion Coote have gone in into that team with Jamie and and they've got um, I've seen Shannon Etheridge there, who's who's helped us in the past, and oh really? And um, Glenn yep. Richards is there with Cameron, and and then you got Heath and Jamie, and like it's just a it's a really good group of guys. Yep. That I've got a lot of faith in, and and that's a dangerous combo. Mm. So yeah, it's I think the young kids have got the best opportunity yet because like it's one thing to get our rides 
and the, the older guys step aside. You know, you always see it. You know, step aside, let the young guys have a go. And and the reality is, we're good enough to be there. Yep. And and if they do step in as our teammates, they're they're probably going to struggle at first. But if it's because of the personnel, like it's it's like this year, like Charlie's Charlie's in there with me. Um, he's helping Brock and I. So Brock's got my my crew chief there to to help him as well with yep. with Ben and his staff and then Max has now got some of some of my crew as well Paul who was my crew chief Dion who ran the team and and then and other other people as well so that like they've got that opportunity with the with the people with experience yep. and I think like human resources are way way undervalued mm. like uh, especially in our sport and I said that to Benny you know over the years like um like the amount of work that guys like Ben Henry and 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 then those guys that yep. those guys put in the Kevin Marshalls the Paul Fries at Honda Craig last year Martin, Martin yep. yeah all them guys it's like it's a lifestyle yep. and like it's so undervalued they mm. they just put all this time in and um and sometimes you don't get any reward like if winning is your reward not many people get much reward no. so yeah, I think I think if guys like Max and Brock and Cameron Dunker, all these young guys can get hold of those really passionate and experienced crew chiefs and and technicians, that's where they'll make the step. It's not about just taking the factory Honda or the factory Ducati. Like um, in our championship, it's a production-based series, so you yep. can actually have the bike I rode. It's it's hard because there's full to full-time guys making my bike as perfect as possible, yep. but it is possible. Kim Dunker's stepping up to Superbike. He's so quick. Like, I looked at the times from Sydney and then I looked at the times from the weekend. Yeah. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. He, um... Like, it's to be expected. Like, he's yeah. a great rider, but yeah. straight on the pace. Yeah. He... I expect he's... Like, he's a big talent, if you ask me. Yep. But he's going faster than I thought he'd go. Mm, me too. And he looks safe on the bike. Yep. It was funny, and I think it was the last... The last race of the weekend um, at, um, at Phillip Island. Yep. He He got... I got off the start and, and I thought, oh, I'm on Max here. I'll get to have a look at him and, you know, see what Max is up to. And then Cameron gets a whole shot on me. So he's second. And I come out of turn two and I've, like, I've driven up on him from turn two to three. So it's, like, turn three's ridiculously fast. Yep. I've showed a wheel on him and, like, I thought, ah, he'll, he'll balk. And, and I'll just I, – I don't have the – I don't have enough speed to take the spot, but at this speed he'll probably balk and I'll, and I'll just take it off him. Yep. He just closed the door. Serious? Yeah, just shut, he shut it that hard that Brock came around the outside of me as well. Fantastic. And um and after it, I was like straight there to say, good job, you know, like. Yeah. And you got the, he's sixteen, like he's tiny, like I'm, I'm I'm talking to a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, and he's just he's racing like properly on a superbike, and he's calculated and and he didn't make any mistakes. He he just. He looked good. Yeah, he looked good, and so. Yeah, the, the sport in Australia is healthy, if you ask me, really healthy. I've got a few names to chuck it in. They're riders you ride with a bit. Harry Voigt. Yeah. So I, I haven't had much one-on-one time with Harry. Yep. But from what I have, like, just like an absolute, like, student of the sport. Yeah. Just, the, the, he's like, he just listens. Like, he's he's such a good rider, but he, he doesn't talk about it like he just he's just a sponge like um just takes I, it in yeah and I've had a couple of chats with Craven Martin about him and even Craig said he just he's just there willing to learn 
Like twenty nines on his first run, on it. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Oh, it's so Sydney. quick. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and then I've I've been to the motocross track with him there that one day, and he just he just goes there and he gets the job done. Yep. Like he 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 trains hard and yeah, like he's a really really he's really fortunate to have good support and yep. and his family are behind him, but he has full respect for that I think, and he's and he he's um yeah student of the, student of the sport I reckon. Incredibly mature, right? Yeah. Like, if I look back at, you know, that age, his maturity level and have do what he does overseas and incredible. Yeah. You had a teammate for Taylor and Ben and Phillip Island two years ago, Senna Agius. Yeah. What do you reckon? Um, Where do you see that? I, I reckon, I, mean, I don't, I know Senna better than Harry, but, yep. um, and so for that reason, I'm, I'm happy to say this. I, I do believe he's, he's like, probably the highest potential we've got okay like um and i shouldn't say that because harry's he's maybe a year behind him i guess so yep. i don't i shouldn't say he definitely is but just for where he's at now and the way he's he dominated that championship last year yep and he's and his trainer thought um I, I really like it like he's he come into that team with me and and he was just like what does troy do and how can i do it better than him like, really? Yeah, and even even his training, like he, I told him a bit about his push bike riding, and and he can tell he's just like I don't I don't want to just train on the push bike. I want to I want to put out more power than Troy's ever put out, or or whoever it might be. Like he's yeah. he's I love that he's just like he's got that that sort of killer instinct. He's like whatever I'm doing, yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm doing it better than anyone. Yeah. And like yeah, and I think he's a he's such a talented rider, and and he's still got a Honda Fireblade, so. Um, he has Shannon Etheridge helping him a bit of the track and Shannon and Charlie are good mates and so yep. they're always talking when they're out on track and like Senna's always like he, he's, ne I, he's never happy whether it's a ride day or not unless he's taking my best times or, or, or up on my PVs so I love his attitude and, yep. and I think he's got he's got a, he's got that sort of like win it all cost attitude but he's, he's so far ahead of his age like him and Harry like I, I, I see them too and I'm like at their age, I was just like doing dumb shit, yeah, like blowing the start and running off the track randomly, and like here they are, like rocking up to the track and just laying down lap after lap after lap after lap. Yep. So, and like, like Senna's test at Valencia, like I think he finished seventh outright. Right, he hadn't ridden the the Moto Two World the World Championship bike in a while. They're on Pirelli. He missed out. All them guys had Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the race. They're waking up Monday morning. All their braking markers are out. Yep. He's he's got to go and get up to speed, and he finishes seventh. Like, for me, that was like, you know, I'm probably biased, but I would say he was the most impressive of the yeah. Moto2 test. It's, so, it's 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 incredible, and it's just professional, both of them. Yeah. Like, you know, they're... And they're right on the cusp. Yeah. Senna's on, you know, he's got the full series this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen at Kodo, we've got the baggers at Kodo, so I'm, I'm ordering my Senna Aegis shirt now. And hopefully after this podcast, he'll send me one for free. Yeah, hopefully. He'll uh, probably I'll listen. be up on the fence. When you talk of professional with, with it too, like um, he, he flies out on the 12th pre-season yep. of Feb, so he flies out on uh, Monday. Yeah, okay. Um, he's trying to come up. He's, he's going to fly up and do this, right, yeah. this week. And we are talking this week, he's like, now I've got rest day on so like yeah. he got it just his program is so worked out. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. I admire it too because that's how I, I used to be 
like a little bit that way. And not that yep. I not that I've, I've relaxed, but you know, with kids and kids, and you get busier, and yep. I, I can't sort of be as selfish, let's say. Yeah. And that's how you've got to be. Like yep. for him, I'm, I'm glad he's that way. But yeah, he is. Yeah, he's really keen on just being as good. He, I, like, and I haven't had any any real influence on him, but I, I don't I don't know where he's got that from. But um, like he he. Yeah, he's realised that health and fitness is free, so yep. why not just be as good as possible? Yeah, that's what it seems like, and yeah, and even with injury, you, you, everything's easier when you're fit. So I feel like he's got that, like he's he's in the world championship now, and he's he's taking it all very seriously. And you do like I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure Jack Miller comes across as a larrikin, but uh, you know you don't get to where he's at just sort of rocking up to the track. I'm sure he's putting in a lot of effort. So yep. hopefully that's rubbing off on guys like Senna. For sure. One person you have a bit of banter with online is Max Dalfa. Max over the last um, 12 months, we'll call it actually Summer Night Series last year, there was just a sheer massive improvement. Yeah. Everything was coming together at the time. He's really got it dialed, eh? Yeah. And he's another kid, like he's completely different to Harry and, and Senna because... Yep. Although they grew up together and they're all all really good, like like his path is different because you know he, he hasn't had had the chance to go and ride overseas and yep. and do that stuff. So he's probably he's probably a world a superbike guy, I guess now. Whereas you look at Harry and Harry and Senna are probably uh, they're probably GP focused, yep. I imagine. And um, like I can probably relate to to Max's approach. A bit more because that's the way I went. I come in a bit later, but I was a superbike guy, and and then I've got a really good relationship with Jamie. So yeah. it's always the banter that you know you're still not as fast as your dad. Yeah. But actually, after the weekend, I think there wouldn't be much money tracks left now where he's got a faster lap than his son. But but you know, times change, so we can you know for Jamie's argument, we can we can argue yeah. the bikes and the tyres. So. Bit of fudge. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Max is like he's um he's lucky because he's coming from. He's grown up with his dad, who, who's been really competitive. So normal for normal for him and 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 Ollie Bayless to a higher extent. Yep. They're used to being in a in a higher pressure situation. Yep. Like so, being at the track and seeing your dad race for Superbike championships all the time. That's normal. Yep. So like that's why he's dangerous this year because he probably feels at home with. With all the top superbike riders, he's been in the paddock with them for years. Like his dad only raced to win, and like I feel like that sort of rookie nervousness that might not be quite there with him. Yep. So like from a mental side, I think that's that's like a plus for him. But um, and he's got that sort of like he's just a young kid. Like he's like down there at, at um Phillip Island just. The, the way he takes he walks around the pit and hmm. he's just the confidence is there yep. and like if he can harness that he's going to have a great year so yeah. like cool. I said I, I love that side of the sport yep. like I love just seeing how people act and like and yeah he's a cool young lad yeah he is. and he's up and about and he's a yeah and happy yeah but he's happy he's doing it he's yeah he's he's, he's definitely just a nice person to be with and yeah. be around yeah Ollie on the weekend on the V2 yeah yeah, that's I, I haven't been in a in a pit with Ollie before. Yep. And so, yeah, he's um he's just like super competitive. Yeah. And like 
just doesn't care what's underneath him. Like that bike, that bike he was riding, it, it wasn't his world world super sport bike. Like it's it's a V two race bike, but it's so far off. But like his head won't let him have that excuse. Yep. He just wanted to go fast. Like, and that that's detrimental to you sometimes too, because you you know you, you end up pushing above and beyond and like. Um, but yeah, you can see why these kids are going as fast as they are because they've all got something. Yep. Like Brock, Harry, Ollie, Max, and Senna, they've all got something about them that makes them go out on the track and do something yep. like that that'll get you there. So they're all different, all them guys. But yeah, Ollie's different again. He's yep. he's definitely a, a competitive guy, and like he's one guy that I, I'd imagine if we all sat down and had a game of poker, he'd he'd be the he'd be a really competitive guy. That's probably what he brings. Like, yep. you know, everyone's got different things that, that they're at a high level at. He's he's super competitive, yep. you know, and, and um, some people think a lot, some people just send it, some people, some everyone's different, you know yep. what I mean? So, yeah. What was, what was the highlight after these last few years at Honda? Obviously winning the championship last year, but what's what's been one of the really good days, mate, that you've had with the team? Maybe it's not the winning um, day, but what's been one of the nice days? It's been... That last last year when we started having some success again, the most enjoyment I had was was when we all sort of made a change. Like like when we all when we it wasn't just we were definitely making the bike better collectively. Yep. Like that was probably the most satisfying thing because it we sort of I wasn't going to win the way the bike was like. We, the injury was the problem, but then we realised midway through 22 that, oh, hang on a minute, like my body's actually pretty good, but we're still not winning. Yep. Everyone's made a step and we haven't. And then, yeah, last year when, like, just everything stepped up. It was, yeah, like like from from Granger as my as my mechanic with with Colzo and just the attention to detail there and the pressure they had on to make sure the bike was. 100% every time, yeah. like Christy organising the events and and making sure I knew where I had to be, making sure lunch was ready and and the media stuff was was on time and and then like cooper- like learning to cooperate with her and just and not being so uptight about it and yeah. and then and like and Dion given given Paul and Charlie complete and 100% trust, yeah. which made them feel like they could just do what they needed to do because Dion's really involved like he he loves the technical side of it really he loves yeah he yep. he really enjoys like seeing what the bike's doing yep. and then you know he's got a, a massive business so he's coming in and maybe not getting all the pieces of the puzzle and he's asking questions and and um but once once he was on the same page and we were all working together and then you got Charlie and Paul like that, they just like come together so well. Yep. Like um, Paul has uh, like an amazing ability to to set a, a chassis, like a the chassis of a motorbike. Like if you go to the track with no computer screens and a bike, and you've just got to talk to the rider and get that bike to go on the track. Yeah, that's I would say that's his like greatest attribute. And then you've got Charlie. He's come in. He's a he's a nuts and bolts guy as well, and and he's really focused on electronics over the last few years, and he's he knows a lot about. Well, he has a good a good sense of what the bike needs to go on the track fast, but the bike doesn't work unless they're working together. Yeah. So like at that stage last year when that started to happen, and Paul and Charlie and myself are, are starting to all 
make things happen and understand the bike better. Like Paul got better with the electronic side. Charlie learned a lot about um, about the, the chassis side, and and I started to understand them both both them things as well. Yeah. Plus them guys understanding my riding, and like at first it was like I was pretty like arrogant about my, my approach. Like I was like, okay, the bike has to work for me. Like yep. I've ridden this bike forever. Make it work for me. Like it's not doing what I want it to do. And then the realization that it's never going to do that. And like, and then the three of us sort of coming together and and getting the bike to go on the track a bit better. That was that was the most satisfying part. Like, yeah, which all started from sort of like like after Sydney, it wasn't all rosy really. Like like there was some hard questions asked, really hard. Sydney night race. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you would think after a podium, them first two rounds were pretty happy. But yep. uh, I can tell you now, it was there was some tough questions being asked from everyone, from me, from Paul, from Charlie Dion, from everyone. Like, yep. um, yeah, and like so where, the change where, had to be made. Where, like the just overall performance? Well, there there was beginning to be there was definitely beginning to be a lack of trust, like not trust, like there was. A bit of lack of faith in in the bike actually being able to win, mm. like um, and whether they were feeling like, or they were knowing that I wasn't going to be able to do it with the way I was approaching it, and then me being frustrated that we couldn't make it better. I I, I don't know exactly where it was, but yep. like um after that Sydney night race, like there was there was like some pretty hard questions made, and then from that point on. Like it's like everything was on the table after that. Yeah. Like um, everyone's vulnerabilities were out there. Everyone's insecurities were out there. Yeah. And and then life's a lot easier when you sort of when you face up to your insecurities. Oh, yeah. I, a good mate of mine, um, yeah, he's written written a few books about about insecurity and that's his thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. And and I speak to him a lot. Well, over the years, I have probably not not, not as much anymore. But yeah, just um, like yeah reading the book and that philosophy like the book I read about insecurity like it just makes so much sense and like we've all got so much insecurity and it's so detrimental to you at some yeah. time and then yeah and advantageous as well but, I guess um, you sabotage a bit with that don't you yeah self-sabotage yeah. and avoiding avoiding yeah your insecurities basically are you bad at that? yeah really? yeah I well I think we all are at some stage but like I'm definitely so much better now. Yeah. And having kids helps that as well. Like in, um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm at a stage now where I'm, I can, I'm not amazing with criticism. Like I definitely get my beak out, especially when, when the adrenaline's flowing and yep. I've been classic for it over the years where, yeah, when I get the helmet off, it's a, it's a, it's a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely getting better. Yep. Like, um, and that's one thing that probably, probably Paul and Dion, like had to had to address with me but obviously that's a hard thing to address because of the way I am yeah but um that was that was one thing that I had to work on a lot what's a uh what was one of the worst days of last year um comparing it to can, a good day compared to a good day um the worst day like at Phillip Island after the that weekend was was probably the worst. Yep. Like I wanted, I wanted to tell myself it was a good day because I got a podium, but 
like at that point I knew that I wasn't good enough like like what what was happen- what we were doing as a team wasn't working and and like I couldn't I could get the bike around the track reasonably good but that was giving the team false hope yeah. and I knew deep down that I couldn't race that bike anywhere near as good as I needed to to win but I'd also gone out and and, and sort of you know said I was going to win <laughs> like yeah. we're here to win a championship and that's all part of the process of winning is owning it but like I was lying to myself and like that getting home on the Monday Tuesday and and like realising that this ain't working but it looks okay like yeah that was probably a bit of a disaster really so I guess that Wednesday Thursday Friday you're feeling that lie yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and even crashing the dirt bike and hurting myself like that was how'd that call go down oh yeah it was I was lucky because it was okay like I was I was lucky that we had two months off we had a huge break biggest break I've ever had silly break yeah, but um, but yeah, I made sure when we went to when we went to QR, like given we had QR was the change, start of the changes with the bike, but then yep. we went to Hidden Valley Morgan Park, and then we went to QR to see how my body was, and um, I was on my best behaviour that day. I was, yeah, I was putting the foot down and making sure I was going fast. Cause I didn't want any anyone thinking that I was going to be hurt, but um, yeah, I was straight down to business and and going faster than I ever had. So is that the day that you were the f- that was your fastest ever lap. Yeah, that fastest ever lap. Yeah, a couple Straight of tenths under. Yeah, literally by midday, Freebie and I were like, "Well, the collarbones all good, bike's good, let's pack up and go home." Yeah, ribs are okay. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, ribs are okay after that point, but yeah, I won't keep you much longer because you're wriggling and you're probably uncomfy over there. But no, I'm good, mate. I'm, What's yeah, the? Mate, I can talk all day. Oh, <laughs> I know that. That's why I was like, I better top these memory cards up and all yeah. this goes. What's the um, logistics? How do you work this year? Obviously, you're a bit of a FIFO sort of guy nowadays. Yeah. What do you do? How's it's just um, yeah, like it's just run a lot differently to what I'm used to. Like it was very luxurious with with um, the last few years at Honda because it you know just flights come in, yep, cars booked, hotel, food on the table. Um, yeah, whereas now it's you know that, that's part of part of my budget for the year is my travel budget and. Yep. And Charlie the same, and and then so yeah, there's a bit more organising going on, and and um, just going to fly in, fly out for this year. By in the, the middle part of the year, we're going to rent the house and and take Emily and the kids over. Yep. And we'll spend probably three months through that meet the main part of the year. But I'll do probably four or five fly in, fly outs around yep. that, and then yeah, like dr- the dream is for it to go well. And um and establish myself to be able to race there in the years to come, and then and then maybe think about staying there on a more full time basis. Wow! If the family's up for that, like yeah. um, yeah, Emily's got a job, and and the kids are still two years out of school, so it's a good time. But um, yeah, we're just taking it as it comes now. But That's great. I'm really lucky having Charlie. Like I I, I just yeah. Like he's um like the help he gives me, but plus plus we. We're organising the, the time over there together and cut the costs with cars and accommodation and yep. and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. I think we're both excited about it. Yep. Like, um, I, I, it's funny, the last few weeks, we, every day I'm on the phone to him and then sometimes I go, oh, I better not call Charlie today. I don't want to bother him too much. Yep. I call up and he's, oh, yeah, I've got a few questions to ask and the bike here, the bike there. So I think we're both really invested in it at the moment. Yep. And and even and we've got two things to think about, like it. You know, we're riding two different bikes at the moment, so we've been jumping from, or well, three different, 
from the um, the FTR, the Challenger, and then doing some some work on the Superbike in Australia. It's cool. He's uh, he's busy because he's the type of guy that's all in. Like um, yeah. I think Benny didn't realise how invested he'd be. He's um on the phone to Benny a lot, and then the guys in in America. I think you know there's a lot of questions. So yeah, it's good. I can tell his enthusiasm too. Like we we did a um. Well, we didn't do a, a private day, but we got pretty close to doing a private day. And I, I'm going to tell you this, Troy, like that was, that could have been the coolest day of my life. Like we had yourself, Brock. Yep, private day. We had Ryan Yanko was thinking about buying the V4, which I think he did in the yep. end. And then I had my own track bike yeah, out there. And thought, it was your second day on it? I haven't ridden it. No, I, th- I think you've done it. Sorry, I've done one lap on it yeah, just okay. to see it ran, gotcha. you yeah, know, yeah. before I, yeah. when I first bought it. And then I stripped it completely and I put the yeah. islands and that in. And then it got rained out. And we out. had all the time in the world to go and do some laps together. Just do whatever. Yeah, really you know? fun, yeah. It was a private day. And I was yeah. like, this is, this is never, this never happens. You yeah. Know? I was like so keen. But anyway, it didn't happen. Hopefully we got rained out. I hope there's another chance. I think so. I think yeah. there will be. So, but Yeah, Charlie and I that day, we were like spewing because, you know, we'd just gone to Sydney and we had a few things we wanted to yeah. try. And, and we had a free day to just, just to go to town. To go do whatever yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shocker. But listen to Charlie talk to Ben that day. Like, have you got dino sheets for this? Have you got this? Yeah. Have you got that? He's so, like, he's so keen. Like, yeah, he's, wants to paint the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. And he just needs everything. So Yeah, he's a guy you could easily easily kill a few hours here with and and um, the technical guys of the racing yep. world would, would enjoy it. Because, I mean, he comes from, like, some 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 great pedigree. I mean, 100%. yeah. Yeah, great engine builders. And then he's – that's really his thing yep. is the, the nuts and bolts. But he's – um. He's taken the electronic side really well, and now he's sort of learned the chassis side. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's one guy that's got a lot of knowledge, especially for a young guy in that field. So for sure, I'm I'm real fortunate to have him working with me. I'd like to get him. I will. I'll get him in here one day. I've got um, you got me Paul's number end of yeah. last year. So Paul's got his new business open up, and he's keen to come and do that. Yeah, he so needs. And he, he need to get on to Paul because he's not a not a guy that's sort of he's a man of few words. So yeah, but I reckon if you got him in here and. And um, really dug in. Like he's he's been around for so long. Ever. He raced competitively. Yep. Then he you know started out with Phil Tayden and then you know ran the Honda team for years and and now he's yeah. taken on another venture and yeah like I said one of them guys that like I don't know what goes on in these guys' heads but they can make things work. So yeah, they sort of see something else, don't they? Yeah, they see stuff. I can't I can't see what they can yeah. see, but. And then, then they can explain things across the rider too, which helps as well. So Yeah, you need that. Yeah. Mate, I wish you every success for this year and, and beyond. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming back in again. Um, I want to do it again, hopefully end of this year or early yeah. next year or something or well, whenever you want to. as long as last time because I'll be 40 then. So. Yeah, well, I'm, 40 on, I'm 40 in two days' time. Oh, hey, really? Happy yeah. birthday, mate. Thanks, yeah, mate. Congratulations. It's coming up real quick, eh? Yeah. Yeah, life goes real fast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's coming up real fast. But uh, You're just building your track day bikes at 40. Yeah. It's good to see. Why stop, eh? So, I'm not stopping anytime soon, yeah. When, when you know, um, you just got to do it. Yeah. If your opportunity is there to do these things, you've got to just take them and, yeah. you know, I want to do a bit of flat track this year and whatever's there, let's yeah. bloody do it, you know. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for you and your family, mate, this year, or every success and, um, yeah, it's cool. Like, I get to work with you this year with, with the Desmo thing Yeah. Um, for when you're doing the testing and whatever else may happen throughout the year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming in, mate. Yeah, thanks, Mick. I appreciate it.
That's all we have time for on today's show. If you get the chance, head over to YouTube and hit subscribe on the Talk and Chatter page. Also, head over to iTunes and give us a star rating and a review there. It all helps to get the podcast out there. A big thank you goes to everyone that's been doing this already, and uh, we'll be back with another show soon.